You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, your host as usual, and I am joined today by our entire staff again. I feel like we're on a roll. Everybody's here. Uh, and today we get to talk about my favorite book of the Bible, uh, Judges. Yes. Yes. Yay. I am super <laughs> excited. Get to talk. And I will explain why I'm excited in just a bit here. Um, yeah. would, you, would you also, for this um, special uh, podcast about Judges, can you sing a little bit of the Welcome to the Judges uh, no. for us? No. That's why I posted it in our okay. Facebook group. All right. And I feel like, you know... It was profitable. So here's the thing. I really enjoyed that because I think it's awesome. Shauna, you thought it was ridiculously thought dumb. you were never going to get those six minutes of right? your life back. I was like, what am I missing? And I was like, oh, nothing. No. Nope. <laughs> David, you've seen uh, it before. Well, not the whole thing. I, I, no. yeah. So you love it that much? Because he was smart enough to stop I, I gave through. it. I gave it about 30 seconds. Like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I mean, it was a good effort. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I had to. I made that. Tyler watch it with me, oh. and then I had to explain to him why Judge Judy and Judge Joe <laughs> yeah. Brown and Judge Wapner were made it into it. Because I was like, technically, that's not the kind of judges they were. But not right. technically, yeah. yeah, yeah. But Judge so. Judy was better than I want to watch you bleed um, <laughs> yeah. from the original lyrics. So I, I, I mean, <laughs> listen, they work yeah. with what they have. Yes. So. Yep. It was. It was. It's fun. Okay. It's fun. Oh. I'm sorry, but yeah. I want to watch you bleed. Kind of fits with judges. <laughs> with judges. True. So, yeah. yeah. I, that I is a good point. <laughs> Tell the apologetics they should work harder. <laughs> right. So, uh, how excited are you, Shauna, on a scale of one to ten? Oh, super excited to talk about judges. <laughs> I am really excited to hear everybody's input on judges. I was telling them I was reading it last night before bed and couldn't sleep all night long. Had visions of <laughs> eyeballs getting taken out and stabbings and lots yeah. of death. So it's, it's yeah. not I'm, like I'm a, they're not stories you read to your kids. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to see how this was going to be used in children's church. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So no, I'm a, the funny I, thing is, is I remember learning yeah. about like Samson and Gideon right. yes. when I was a kid, yes. but they were made to be like heroes and these great men of faith and like, yeah. well, um, I'll give, I'll they, give that to Gideon, yeah. to Gideon, right. but I'm not, I'm not going to give that yeah. one to Samson's Samson. Samson's a, a right. big yeah. stretch, but we'll, yeah. we'll get into that right. a little bit I think later. that, yeah, that I was reading it and through what I knew and I was like, oh, well, there's a lot that was taken out when I learned stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, they, like they, it wasn't they made as graphic it, you know, as, um, as it is in scripture. So PG thirteen, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I get. Yeah, but, yeah. So no, yeah. I'm excited, super excited on like yes. to, to hear yeah. super all excited. of your yes. thoughts and why Malia loves it so much. And David, you're excited to be here because I mean it's your favorite type of weather day. It's raining out. It is. The problem is, is I'm not outside in the windows. Oh, like the blinds are down. I can't see. I can't see my gloom outside to energize me. Gloom for into, Yeah. There. Look at that. It's even rain on the window. Wow. That is like perfect. Yeah. See, I like perfect. rainy days, but I like them when I'm at home. Yeah. Under a blanket or something. That's you know. True. It's a good day for chili. Yeah. Mm. I think maybe I'll make chili for dinner. That does sound delicious. Yeah. yeah. There you Thanks. go. So. 
I'm okay, sure you guys so. all wanted to know that. <laughs> so maybe you should too. I just, okay. So. I just appreciated the awkward faces like, of everybody. Like, where do we go from right. here? I like, know. I'm like, how do we How do we transition? Yeah. You know who loved chili? <laughs> <laughs> Was Ehud. <laughs> there funny. we go. So moving on. Um, I just want to have an opportunity to kind of defend my stance <laughs> where so Matt on Sunday told everyone that the book of judges was my favorite which it is um and so, that I so are, wait wait did you just call me out for telling the truth no I'm gonna defend why okay all right. Be, and this is why because I get home Sunday uh from church and there's a message on my phone from a good friend and she's like well I feel like Matt left us in a cliffhanger like why is this your favorite book of the bible because she's dark <laughs> yeah i mean okay is it? Is so true? i have three reasons okay <laughs> track with me okay did you like okay. that I yeah did. That I did that was pretty good okay i almost didn't know which one of so you <laughs> <laughs> so one uh i am a little twisted like yeah. i love true crime podcasts and things like that and so i do i love the book of judges because i think partly because there are stories in there that I don't think people realize are in the Bible. Because I think people have this uh, view that it's that can be boring or that it's a lot of do's and don'ts, you know, or that it's things that it's not necessarily. Um, and there's some, it's grimy in the book of Judges. There is some stuff going down, and it's super interesting to me. Uh, secondly, I think that what we tend to do is... If when we're when we're reading the Bible or, or doing study time a lot, most of us um, and and I used to be this way too. We spend a lot of our time doing you know topical or devotional type studies, which are great. However, um, they usually have you jumping around to different passages in the Bible, different books, and so until you do a read through of an entire book of the Bible, you're never confronted with the weird, awkward stories that they don't tell you in Sunday school or you don't necessarily hear from the pulpit consistently. And those are good ones to bump up into because, um, you know, they, they sometimes they spark a lot of good questions. And uh, I think that's kind of a lot of times where we're really seeing uh, the character of God played out for us. Um, I, and, and so, yeah, like I specifically, I think of like, uh, Noah and the flood and you know we all know that story right but no one knows the weird story that follows where na- he goes and is laying naked in a vineyard drunk and you know but you, if you don't read a book from beginning to end doing a line by line study you're never going to come across those things and so and there you know like I was talking to Shauna before like if all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable then that means all of it you know yeah, and I think honestly, sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we don't understand why those things are in Scripture. Um, there are so many things in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, but but in the Bible that are in as a matter of fact, without God giving commentary on. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, this is bad. Don't do right. this. Mm-hmm. But there are so many things that are in there. And so we kind of sometimes get this weird idea like, why does God allow those things? Why is God okay with those things? He's not okay with them. In fact, if you, like you're, you're suggesting, if you read it from start to finish, you see that these things 
cause calamity and bring um, difficulty and, 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 and they just are, are recipes for disaster. But you don't read like this parenthetical sentence that says, by the way, God's not okay with polygamy. Or mm-hmm. by the way, God doesn't think this is a great idea. Right. So so it gets confusing because we don't we, we read it and, and if we read it out of context, if we just read it in, in a short snippet, it almost feels like it's in the Bible, God's okay with it. Right. But which is why I think sometimes uh, people think that the Bible hates women. Right. Yeah, because they just don't read it in right in context. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Which is why I love it when you talk about that because you have the authority to talk about that more than David or I do. Right. Like you know we can we can talk about how the Bible does not demean women and mm-hmm. how women are mm-hmm. valued and treasured and right. and and all of these things and, and, and have authority and all of that. But because we're saying it and we're men, like right. you know, but when you say it, it carries a mm-hmm. little extra punch. Mm-hmm. So. Which is why we mm-hmm. we definitely need to do an episode on uh women in the Bible because yeah. I, I do think that um Somet- depending on where you're getting your commentary and where you're learning from, too, sometimes women can get a little bit of a stigma in the Bible. Um, but what we see are, are people behaving badly, not God. Right. You know, And just because it's happening doesn't mean God's saying it's okay. Right. In fact, he's constantly redeeming women throughout the whole entire Bible, if you, if you really read it and see. So... Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so my third reason uh, that I love judges, and it's probably kind of a little hard to admit, uh, but gosh, I identify <laughs> with these jacked up people so much because, um, you know, we see them and, and Shauna and I were talking about this. You're like, why don't, why are you guys still doing this? Like, why aren't you, um, why are you crying out to God because you want him to bail you out? You're not necessarily always repentant but yet here he comes and still delivers you um i do that (laughs) you know like there's so many things where i'm like can you just help me with this god and i I don't want to see really uh the the folly of my actions you know um and and i'm sure Mm -hmm. i'm not the only one (laughs) out there that feels that way but i really do identify them with them because i think about like especially before I was a Christian and my lifestyle and, you know, just how far my heart was from God. And yet he was still like after me and still wanted me. And it's just, it's a beautiful story really with a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. <laughs> it is. And you know what? With you. Yeah. It's good for you to admit that, right? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, cause I think it's true for everybody. But how crazy is it when you read and understand the judges, just the whole cycle that repeats itself over mm-hmm. and over again? How faithful mm-hmm. is yes. God? So long to suffering who, with to his people. character, mm-hmm. right. right? Like it's one thing to say mm-hmm. that God loves me; it's another thing to say that His love for me He just is that isn't about me. Mm-hmm. It's about right. His faithfulness yep. to who He is, yep. and He is going to love me and pursue me. And He did when I was away from Him, and He does when I rebel against Him, and He just mm-hmm. is faithful. And and you see it with the Israelites over and over again. I mean, if it were us, we would be justified in just kind of wiping our hands and, yeah. and mm-hmm. walking away. And yet, 
you know, he just continues to love them and be faithful to them, which is really to love and be faithful to, to who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So where do we want to start, guys? Oh, I think that's on you. Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, huh. I feel like like the you, whole people time people can't see, but Malia, oh like she's gosh. doing, she's giving us jazz, jazz hands. hands she is so, <laughs> so stinking excited. I'm gonna admit this. Uh, so Sunday, you know, Matt's, you know, giving his sermon, and the whole time I'm like basically sitting on my hands because I'm like, who's he gonna talk about? What's he gonna say? And then I was kind of, I mean, like he he definitely. Uh, gave the general overall overarching theme of judges and then threw in the Levite and the concubine at the end, which we better get into that. Yeah. Cause I think people were like, what? Um, but I was the whole time I'm like, okay, who's he going to talk about? Who's he going to, and I was like, and yeah, so I was a little bit, Sorry to disappoint yeah, I know you. there's a lot. I know as it is, it was like 50 minutes. Like, did you want it to be, <laughs> I mean, I would have sat there all afternoon. You're like, let's just go. <laughs> Instead of two services oh. this week, we're having one, and we're doing it all. Um, let's actually, Shauna, you were saying you were reading through Judges, um, and you came across Ehud here in the beginning. Um, so, what was your yeah. like? What did you think? What did you think of him? <laughs> I just, I, I think that here's the thing that I think Judges is so descriptive. And that's kind of where, mm-hmm. like, when you read through a lot of it, you just, you know, like, especially with youth group, you say, you know, it's not every single detail that matters. You just, it's the overall picture. God's going to put what's important in here. And so I think I kept getting caught up on that a little bit about, like, um, so, like, chapter 3, verse 20, how he's sitting alone um, in the bathroom, basically. And that's where he's stabbed. And then... Um, how the king's bowels emptied like why why did that make the cut yes like why why is that like how did god decide that was in scripture that Mm -hmm. that was necessary and that the handle sinks into into his his fat yeah and then he just leaves it there you can't even see it because he's so fat that yeah it's gone like i just find that really funny yeah and odd that like we have so many questions as christians that you know are worldly things that, that yes don't matter in the big but that something like that made the cut in the bible (laughs) <laughs> like and you see that a lot yeah. through judges is yeah. they're just very just descriptive so i yeah so what's your answer <laughs> and so he, Ehud, like what's the Ehud was not your like he didn't pose a threat and so i think that's why he was even in there with king eglon is because he um didn't have use of his right hand right probably um and so he had to use his left hand and i'm guessing it but his right hand was probably his dominant hand but for some reason he couldn't use it and so they just didn't see him as a threat and so yeah he comes out of nowhere right right in the belly but i mean it talks about feces and right (laughs) it was just surprising i think um yeah yeah, that's good know. stuff. And I'm just, I, I'm just saying, yeah. when he comes, like, he's like, "Hey, I got a message from God for you." Right. He's in the bathroom. In, yeah. Right. Right. Like, like, wait till we get out. Right. Yes. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Reminds like, me of my wait, kids always trying second. to talk right. through the yes. door. I'm like, I'll be out in yeah, a minute. Give me a that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. So that was a little odd. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there, you're, yeah. you're right. I mean, it just there is, are a lot of mm-hmm, specific yeah. details. Yeah. In the Old Testament narratives. And like um, Matt was saying on Sunday, um, this isn't necessarily chronological, but it's really just showing how Israel goes 
so far away from God over the course of this book. Um, and they just getting keep getting closer to sin and yeah. closer to sin. You know, and it starts by when they, you know, are given their land allotments and they don't all drive out um, mm-hmm. the Canaanites, the Amorites, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, you know, I was thinking, like, some of them they forced to do labor for them. Yep. And I was like, if you can get them to do forced right. labor, well, couldn't you could drive them out? Well, but some yeah. of it, it, some <laughs> right. of it, it, so yeah, I mean, some yeah. of it, it wasn't a, we can't, yeah. it's, we know better than God. Yeah. Right. Like we're, we're lazy. They're up there mm-hmm. in the corner. Mm-hmm. We're down here. And I think we're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but then also some of it is, is simply a matter of, you know what, man, it would be nice to have servants. Man, if we enslave those people, like we'll get tribute and taxes from them. Um, and so, yeah, some of it was was very much just we're going to do it our way, mm-hmm. and it's going to be okay because we can mm-hmm. only see yeah. two feet in front of our face, mm-hmm. um, and, and so we don't think ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have anything to add to that, David? Uh, the only thought that's going through my mind is it's intriguing how the people that were freed from slavery felt the need to have slaves. Right. It's, it's, yeah. yep. it's right. the perpetual, it, it's it, in my brain, there's a connection. It, it's the same thing of yeah. how easy it is for us to judge sin and others when a lot of times that might even be the sin that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like we're so quick to find that that's a great in point. other people, yep. right. yeah. but we won't recognize it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yep. so yeah. it's just intriguing of, you know, we're, we're, our history comes from slavery, but we feel it's appropriate to, <laughs> yeah. to enslave right. to others. Enslave other yeah. people. Yeah. Boy, so. that's human yeah. nature though, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Like, so. like you said, it's yeah. And, 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 and Malia, to your point, we aren't much different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, we aren't much different. Mm-hmm. Well, it's breaking the cycles, right? I mean, think how many parents instill in their kids their, you know, like it's the family yeah. cycles, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to do it that way, but then we kind of instill the same thing in our kids and mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's why kids and our kids the Bible talks about those curses your of children's sin children that that go to to three generations sometimes you know like because you do repeat the sins yeah. of the father and um, and they're lived out and and hopefully you know through the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit we can break those but if we're not intentional they do just repeat every time every time you said children's children, on, was that on Sunday or yeah. was it last Sunday? I kept thinking of the blessing, the song. I don't know. You know sing it song? for us. No, I'm not going to sing it. This is why I'm not on the priest team. Say no matter how do like badly I wish I could do be like on spoken it. word poetry. <laughs> no, it's just like they just say like your children's children. They say it. so every time you said that I'm singing it in my oh. head. That's all. Okay. Yep. You're welcome. Want, I just didn't want grandparents to be off the hook. <laughs> I'm like, look, it's your children, but also, right? Like, you're not, you don't retire from discipleship. You continue to to pour into Mm -hmm. the next generation after that. But slavery is a perfect example, right? Mm -hmm. God is against slavery Mm -hmm. in any form, right? So we see it happening, um, and God puts specific parameters and laws in place for people to treat their 
um, the those that are less than well mm-hmm. um, to provide freedom for people in slavery yeah. and to and to give dignity and honor to people in slavery. Uh, but God never condones it and says, yep, yeah, it's good. You should go get yourself some slaves. Right, right. Um, and, and so that's one of those things, though. People read it and they get confused. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, God never says it's bad. Right. Sure he does. Yep. And that's part of reading these things in the context yes. of the book and yeah. in the context of the story of Scripture in Absolutely. general. Um, so let's, uh, you know, one thing I really appreciate, too, is some of these um, judges that only get, like, one line. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're there for a reason, right, guys? So Yeah, well, and I um, think there's there's probably judges we don't even Like, I think, well, because there's more than 12 judges. Yeah. Yes. That these are just the ones that made it well, into the list, and you, and you gotta most remember, likely. you got to remember, too, yeah. that there may have been overlapping judges. Right, yep. Because you... Definitely were. Sometimes it was a judge for the mm-hmm. nation of Israel. Yeah. Sometimes it was a judge for geographical mm-hmm. areas of mm-hmm. Israel, and sometimes it was just for specific tribes. Yep. Um, so while they're a nation, they're not necessarily united mm-hmm. um, in in whether they're in prosperity or in servitude. And it goes to show you, they're not really for each other in this either all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of, they take care of themselves and they let their fellow Israelite tribes just kind of languish at times. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see here. For instance, Shamgar, uh, it says, After Ehud came, Shamgar, son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad, he too saved Israel. That's in Judges 3. What's an ox goad? It is a farming implement. Nice. It's used to drive oxen. And so, like, they, it just goes to show, like, they use from studying. Oh, okay. So they, he used, I know you and I know you're not. (laughs) No, right? That's, I love that's so yeah. funny. Yeah, She's yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, like, no, an ox goat. I yeah. used yeah. one of those yeah. yesterday. No, she but, said it like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what it's showing is... If the microphone wasn't in a holder, <laughs> right. she would have she dropped would. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, <That> anyways. <laughs> they weren't technologically, as far as warfare mm-hmm. went, like, at the top. You know, they used what was at hand, and that, that would have been an instrument that he had at hand would be a farming implement. Um, and then in my study... Uh, Jen Wilkin, I love this comparison um, to Jesus. And she said, what is a less likely instrument to defeat the enemy than the cross? I love when she ties Jesus in to all of these people. Like, it just, oh, that's so good to me. Um, But it's just funny the little bits that um, they add, that the author adds about people because... um, you know, sometimes you're like, I don't even get why that's there. But there's always reason. I'm trying to think, who is the guy with all the... Oh, Jair. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's how you say it. But he... Nobody else does either. He's one that... Uh, he led Israel 22 years. He had 30 sons who rode 30 donkeys. They controlled 30 towns in Gilead. Um, and so basically, like, what she was saying that indicates is the fact that he has 30 sons... He most likely had more than one wife, so bad. Uh, 30 donkeys would have meant that he was very wealthy because donkeys were, that would have been a sign of wealth. Um, and then 30 towns, he had a lot of power. Um, and so just from that little chunk there, 
you know, you can kind of see the, the direction that the judges are moving at that point that, you know, he probably enjoyed the good life, you know, and and I think we see that with people to follow. But before I guess before we get there, though, can we talk about Deborah? Because I want to talk about JL. Yeah, <laughs> bring it. So, Matt, you set us up with Deborah because I feel like you do a better job of like painting a word yes, picture. Yes. Deborah. <laughs> painting um, a word picture. Yeah, I'd be like, what are you asking for? Yeah, set um, us up a little bit. Okay. Um, so Deborah starts in, in if you're using your Bible, following along with us at home, uh, in chapter four. Um, and so what I love about just, it's a matter of fact statement that starts the, the chapter again, right? Because we've done this already. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord now that Ehud was dead. So the Lord gave them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan. Um, but of course, the cycle continues. The people cry out. They're, they're very upset. And uh, Deborah, a prophet, and the oh, look, Deborah, a prophet, a woman. Yeah. Like, God's not mad we at women. We have to talk about her. God's yeah. not mad at She's women. She's the only woman judge. Um, Deborah, a prophet, uh, was leading Israel at that time, and she held court. And, and basically, God calls her to lead revival in the nation. Uh, and part of calling her to lead revival in the nation is to call a guy named um, Barak, Barak. I don't know how to say his name. Um, again, doesn't matter. You don't either. Um, but, but <laughs> Say it with confidence. That's right. Barak. Barak. <laughs> calling, calling her to, to call him to lead this guy in the military portion of the revival. Um, and she's like, look, God wants you to go. Um, and you're gonna you're gonna make war and you're gonna win and it's gonna be awesome and God's gonna get glory and he's gonna use you and how cool is it to be used by God? Are you ready to go? And then in, in verse nine, um, or I'm sorry, eight, uh, Barak said to her, "If you go with me, I'll go, right? But if you don't go with me, I won't go, right? So it's I'm like curious your thoughts on that. Well, my my thoughts on that is that that is half-hearted obedience mm -hmm. that is looking it's the same problem in, in my mind it's the same problem that the israelites had mm -hmm. all along right the reason the cycle of the judges continued is because they're looking at the leader not looking at god mm -hmm. right and they're following the leader and the leader's following god but as soon as the leader dies and goes away they're stuck right back where they were mm -hmm. and so um it's this continued thing he's looking at Deborah as a woman of God, and he's like, yeah, I'll follow her, mm -hmm. right? But I don't know that I can trust this God that's above her that I can't mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. um, his faith is lacking mm -hmm. to a degree. And so, you know, I, I think it's it's a picture uh, of this half-hearted obedience. Um, and, and of course, then she says, yeah, fine, I'll go, but you were going to get the glory, and now you're not. Um, mm -hmm. you were going to, you were going to get glory, uh, for this victory. And now you're not going to get glory for the victory. Um, a woman is, um, and it's this picture, mm -hmm. but it's honestly, it's the converse of the faithful. We talked about this last podcast a little bit, I think, but it's the converse of a guy like Caleb, right? Um, who just is like, you know, Ooh, what? that leads me to a question I had on Sunday. Okay. But it, he just saying, yeah, let's go do this. Yeah. We can take the land. Mm -hmm. Uh, God said so. And I believe him. Let's mm -hmm. go get it. Mm -hmm. Um, or the people that are with Gideon when he's like, yeah, there used to be like 30,000 of us. Now there's like 300, but we're going to go take that camp. And yeah. they're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. We got this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's half-hearted faith. Sure. So Sunday you said that the people were basically following Joshua, not God. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so then my question is, and I'm not arguing with you. You argue away, man. No, I'm not arguing. Like, I just never really thought about it yeah. that way. But um, so, like, was he a bad leader? I don't think so. Okay, good. Because I, I was like Team Joshua no. and I was like all sad. No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Joshua was a bad leader. Yeah. Um, I, I think Joshua's, I mean, the, the thing is, did we he, don't, well, like, did we he don't do a bad job where he maybe didn't lead up in a, an apprentice kind of like he was? To, I mean, Caleb, I guess, kind of, but. Yeah, I don't well, know. Caleb wasn't really his apprentice. Caleb was his contemporary. Okay. Um, they were they were more brothers sure. than, than sure. mentor, mentee. Uh, maybe, but, but that might be by God's design too, yeah. right? Because yeah. we aren't traveling as as, as a, a large group anymore. Now we're, mm-hmm. we're going. Yeah. And, and the idea was never that there was going to be one person over the nation, right? Mm-hmm. There was supposed to be a nation of people following God. And as they followed God, they were going to be a priest to all nations and things were going to go well and they were going to thrive. So it wasn't necessarily that Joshua was supposed to appoint a leader after him, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if that's fair to say. And I, I think, um, and Joshua obviously had flaws because he was human, um, right. but, but he certainly followed God and he led okay. people in that. I think just what we see is, is that, uh, too many people are satisfied. And this is where it comes to us as leaders. Like we have to combat this, but at the same time, it's not always on us. Too many people are satisfied being God adjacent, Right instead of being connected to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we can know it, and we can rail against it, and we can tell people. I mean, Joshua stood there as he's about to die, and he's like, look, you choose with your whole heart who are you going to follow. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I mean, I, he, he gave it everything he had, but there were too many people that were content to mm-hmm. just be adjacent to God. And they used Joshua as the way to be adjacent, or they used Mm -hmm. a judge as the way to be adjacent. And then they used King David or whatever, instead of just getting themselves connected. So I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't say he was Um, a bad leader at all. Okay. That was what popped in my head. I was like, Oh, I was a little sad. (laughs) No, 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 no. Cause (laughs) I don't, I don't think, I don't think God's intention. (laughs) I don't think God's intention at that time was that there be a man or a woman over Israel. Sure. Um, the judges are concessions yeah. to that, mm-hmm. right? So to rescue and to save them, not because um, he he designed it that way. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about JL because I kind of feel like she's the real hero of the story. She is. <laughs> like, yeah. because we don't really know until Deborah's song what a dirty dog Sisera is, you know? And so... Um, yeah, so let's talk. you set us up with JL. I mean, okay. Or David, one of you. Yeah, I mean, I, like, like it's just. So, because her, so her husband basically makes a treaty with Sisera, who's this awful tyrant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she basically lures him. Well, I wouldn't say lure, no, but no, she invites no. him. <laughs> like, listen, because then we have to talk about prostitution yeah. again, and we're not on that yet. Well, she invites him into her tent. That even sounds worse than it is. Well, She's like, come hide in here. If you know what kind of guy he is, mm-hmm. it makes sense why he would go in there, because he would probably be expecting something. Um, well, I think he, he was on the run. Right? Yeah, he's, that too. He's on the run, and and she. And he like, thought she was safe. Because she, yeah, she's her, on his side. Right, right. So she's like, "Come on in here. It's going to be safe. I, 
I've got you basically. Yeah. Like I'll take care and of you. And he asked for it. He's like, I'm thirsty. Give me some water. And she's like, here you go. Here, have this nice warm glass warm of goat's milk, milk so you and, can go to sleep. Oh, rest. And I'll protect you <laughs> while you rest. Very motherly. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah, I've got you. And then proceeds yeah. and then when he to falls drive asleep, a tent peg in his temple. Through his yeah, temple. To I the mean, ground. Think about the force that takes, right? Like, yeah. Like, Holds a tent peg, gets yep. the mallet, and then just slams it through yep. one piece of the skull, yeah. through the brain, but again, through the other piece of the skull, using into the ground. something that she has at hand. Yep. And it's funny because it says, and he died. It's like, <laughs> you <Right? yes>, think? Because <laughs> then it tells you again later that he's laying there with the tent peg through his temple, dead. dead. <laughs> like, just in case. I think See? we got that part, but I love that. Um, no, I mean, it is vicious. Yeah. Yep, it is. It is very vicious. Um, but we see later, because I think, like, and I'm not saying anyone here, but I think um, she's kind of gotten a bad rap because she has, you know, lied. She's committed murder. Um, but I think we see her submitting to God over man here. Um, and when you look at Deborah's song later, um, we see the kind of dude Sisera really is. Um, Let's see here, verse 28 of chapter 5. Because we we get to see from his his Sisera's mom's perspective. Through the window peered Sisera's mother. Behind the lattice she cried out, "Why Why is this chariot so long in coming? Why is the clatter of his chariots delayed? The wisest of her ladies answer her. Indeed, she keeps saying to herself, Are they not finding and dividing the spoils, a woman or two for each man, colorful garments as plunder for Sisera, colorful garments embroidered, highly embroidered garments for my neck, all of this plunder. Um, And in ESV, I think instead of, at some point it says, uh, instead of woman, it says womb. Uh, and so basically she's saying like, okay, where is he at? Why is he delayed? Um, and they try to think of like, what's the most obvious reason he would be late? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, because he was out <laughs> raping women. Um, and it's the reference to the beautiful clothing would have been, uh, like that's what she was waiting for him to bring home beautiful clothing to her while he's out. Like, it's no big deal. Like, okay. You know, and so that's and so then if you look before that, it talks about when she is in the act of killing him with the tent peg, uh, JL says at her feet, he sank. He fell there. He lay at her feet. He sank. But in ESV, it says between her feet. And like, what's the irony? Like, yeah, he was between her feet, but not the way you think he was, (laughs) you know, like. Mm, it just it, it's and there he died yes <laughs> mm-hmm. just in case like you know and so jail like no. this was an enormous risk to herself to do you know to do this like her mm-hmm. husband had made this treaty and i'm assuming her husband probably wasn't a great guy either you know if he's making a treaty with sisera um but i don't know like i that i love mm-hmm. the play on words there and uh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff yeah I know. Warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Go home and tell it to your children now. I think, yeah, but, but going back to, um, going back to, to Barack, like, like he was going to receive glory, uh, but because yeah. of his half-hearted obedience, mm-hmm. God said, you know what? You're not. You're not going to receive glory anymore. And, and that was it. 
So. I have heard, too, another, like, and we don't know which sure. one it is, really, but I've also heard um, from another commentator that it's possible, just kind of giving Barack the benefit of the doubt here, that it's kind of a statement of faith asking her to go along because he sees her as this, mm. you know, mouthpiece of God and, like, kind of like... Um, a recognition for needing God's guidance throughout the, but I mean, that yeah. could be a stretch too. Yeah. I mean, well, you could go to, either way. I've just seen to, different things. But that has to be a stretch based yeah. on what she says in the next verse. Sure. That the Certainly will I will go with you, but because of the course you're taking, the honor will not be yours for the Lord will deliver Sisera yeah. into the hands of a woman. So, right. I mean, like it, it wouldn't be a commendable um, statement of his mm-hmm. faith. Yes, God, I'll go if your representative yeah. goes with me. It, it wouldn't be commendable if he's going to lose blessing. Right. Or of it. maybe he knows, like, I know that we're at a disadvantage. I know that I'm not going to receive glory for this. I don't know. I mean, it could go either. I'm, I can see both ways. All right. I haven't landed either place. I'm just saying, I'm just enough. trying to be the, you know. <laughs> well, David, where bring are you? The... <laughs> well, I'm sitting here thinking, you just got done talking about how just because it's in the Bible doesn't mean God was behind it. So who says what Deborah said was actually. Maybe that was Deborah's Ooh. arrogance of Deborah's like, yeah, I'm taking the glory for it now. Well, so, but she didn't take the glory for it. Well, but I'm just saying. She well, no, she said it's gonna, it's gonna, in the hands of a woman. Right. Yeah. So but it wasn't she was hers. Kind of basic, but I'm just saying. She's basically saying like, hey, now mm-hmm. they're going to say a woman <clears throat> did this. So I'm just saying there's a possibility that might have been her kind of snapping back a little bit. and Could yeah. be. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. I think that's a stretch, but I will give you... The maybe. Let's. Can we add well, this hey, to the running list? It's above list? my pay I love, grade. The, I we, love this, though. I love can we that add we this can. to the running, the running list of questions we're going to ask when we get there? Yes. Yeah, I don't know if this will be on my I, list. I, I but really right, like, was Deborah supposed <laughs> to say that? That's one thing I enjoy, though, is the different interpretations yeah. sometimes. Because I think, you know, I know it's God's word, but sometimes I think we are forced to speculate a little bit about things. We are. And so, um, but I the, don't know, I, I enjoy this. Yeah, and the, <laughs> and it's not, the things we're forced to speculate about, ultimately, aren't. Yeah. They, they don't, they don't matter not things, in, in right. the long run, but mm-hmm. it, is, it is good. It's just kind of fun. I don't so, know. So, Shauna, who's your favorite judge? Well, I mean... Deborah, because she's a girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, she's pretty. Yeah. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay then, David. Yeah, how about okay. you, Deborah? Because she's a girl. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really have a favorite. I mean, Samson was always kind of the when I was growing up. I mean, he was oh, like yeah. the He-Man but of the he's Bible. So jacked and, up. But, Should we talk uh, about him next? I mean, we can. I, I'll just say this also about just Deborah, since we're on her and about this and talking about her with this is I, I appreciate. I appreciate the level of of leadership. I mean, here's here's I mean in the Bible, here's a woman. She's she's yeah. a prophet and she's leading. Like she so mm-hmm. I mean that's that's a pretty high position and, and yep. I only say that because I've been in I've been in church circles before that put women at a very low Oh, you know, here very we go. Low. <laughs> and you yeah. know, and what I mean by low is, I mean I've, I've been in churches before that have even put women in places of like women can't even, you right? Know, y- you can teach the kids. That's your job. Yeah, like, you right. can do that. Yeah. I mean, Deborah's a, and nowhere in scripture does it say Deborah was put in that position because there was no man to put in. I mean, I've heard people right. like, well, there was no man to put in. It's like, oh, that's, huh. not, that's yeah. a that is a stretch, yeah, right? I don't see that. You're, you're you making know. it say something it doesn't mm-hmm. say. Yeah. So that that's one of the things I, I appreciate. 
appreciate about mm-hmm. Deborah. She's yeah. holding two positions. She's holding a. She's speaking for God, mm-hmm. and she's leading. Yeah. And, because yeah. she prophesies to Barack, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think I think that, like you say, the 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 churches or traditions that that typically keep women, uh, I mean, you're, you're in the basement, you know, so to speak, like like you know, in these lower levels, like that is, I think that is a gross misunderstanding of of God's heart and and um, what mm-hmm. He calls mm-hmm. women to, and I think it it plays into the battle that we have that we referred to earlier is that when people read things out of context, they don't understand, you know, God's heart, uh, for women and what he calls them to and the role that they're in. And, um, yeah, it's just not great. And so, um, yeah, yeah I think, so I wish we had time. for. That's all fine that she's your favorite that, but, but you know, go let's for do it. Samson. And then I think we have to visit the Levite, the Levite. Like, even though he, the Levite is not a judge people. It's just one of those extra stories. Oh, he does <laughs> judge it. people though. Yeah. But, um, I, I feel like we have to go there okay, because right. I feel like you didn't elaborate enough on something because you didn't have time to answer some questions. All there. right, let's do it. Right. Okay. So let's do it. why don't you set us up for Samson, David, to talk about Samson? Well, he was the he-man of the Bible. That's why I liked him when I was <laughs> I like kid, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. By the powers of grace. By call. the powers of grace. Yes. Um, but with really long, flowy hair. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the basic gist well, of so it, right? Well, so did he-man. I mean... Not that long. No, not that Samson's long. Samson's would have been pretty long. Well, yeah. Yeah. It never was cut. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, yeah. So Samson, you know, when he was born, was set aside from right, right at birth and was told, you know, not to... His parents weren't supposed to cut his hair, and that was going to be the source of, of strength for him. And but, anyways, what we what we learn about him is he was he, he liked to he was very arrogant uh, in how he treated people. He was very you know by the strength that God had given him. I think he kind of took that more upon himself. Like, hey, check me out. He liked yeah. to play games. He liked mm-hmm. to fool with people. He liked to show mm-hmm. off. Um, and he liked women. He got in trouble with his tongue. Um, yes. <laughs> yep. And, and, and he liked <laughs> women. He did. Uh, love so instead women. of a person that was kind of being used by God to save Israel as much, I think he just kind of liked to rile stuff up. Um, he liked to go in and kind of with the Philistines, especially, and, and rile stuff up. And you can see that in his story of talking mm-hmm. about the tongue. He liked to go in and say, like, "Hey, I got a riddle," and uh-huh. you know, and he just liked to play because he knew nobody could match him. Right. Um, what he reminds me of is is you have the strength aspect, but he reminds me of today, uh, kind of the people that have the arrogance of kind of walking in like I'm the smartest person in the room, right? I'm I'm the best. I'm the top, mm-hmm. and and just kind of looking at everybody else as below, yeah, and and purposely doing that. So I always saw Samson as he he didn't have a servant heart whatsoever. He had a very much an arrogant kind of a thing, and mm-hmm. in the long run. Um, you know, shacked up with a woman like he shouldn't have done and, you know, played games with her until he finally told the secret of his hair and shaved off and Mm -hmm. he got judged for it, Mm -hmm. you know? So the judge ended up falling into judgment, had his eyes taken from him, put into slavery. Um, but again, he, he redeems himself, right? I mean, I guess you, you could argue that because some people, he wanted vengeance. That's how his story ends, right? Like give me, Give me vengeance on what these people did to me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always this argument. Did Samson repent? You know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where his heart was. I don't know. Like, he's you know? in the Hall of Faith. He is. So that always makes me... It, that helps me look at him with 
fresher eyes, maybe perhaps, oh. just because. Like did, if you just wait, did you do that ironically I, I because like, he didn't have any eyes? No, but I wish that I could say that I had. <laughs> wow, that I thought because Sean, as soon as you said it, Sean's eyes no, lit up, and she was like, so good. I mean, so, yes, I totally knew that. that. <laughs> it was like impressive. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, I wish I was that cool guy. You know, you know, it's um, funny. You're talking about about Samson and, and the hair, right? Mm-hmm. And so he is officially like like his parents are to set him apart as a Nazarite. And there is a whole list of of things that Nazarites are to follow. The hair is only part of it, mm-hmm. right? But that's the part he latches onto. Right. He lets go of everything else. Mm-hmm. Every other call to be holy, he just abandons. But he holds onto the hair. It's it, it's odd, um, but God continues to use him for his designed purpose um, rather than than not it's just it's odd how it plays out mm-hmm. like john the baptist is also set aside to be a nazarite mm-hmm. and his behavior and lifestyle is more what samson should have been yeah mm-hmm. he's also the only judge that referred to um from birth yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's yeah. the only mm-hmm. one that, that. Well, yeah. And there's some similarities. You know, you see to, his parents, they don't, they can't have a baby. And then yep. they, you, so you see some parallels to, to yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I think we see uh, God using him in spite of himself and his poor decisions, you know, to cause friction between the Philistines and the Israelites. So kind of kind of makes you wonder, right? And, and this is where we know God's purpose is ultimately will come to pass. He is sovereign. Mm-hmm. He is in control. He is in charge of all things. However, God is not necessarily manipulating us as individuals. Right. We have the freedom of will to act. What what would God have done? I mean, ultimately, things ended where God wanted them mm-hmm. to end, mm-hmm. um, and they will for us as well. But what what did God desire to do? with Samson's life that he couldn't. Yeah. Right. What did he desire to bring about in Israel mm-hmm. that he couldn't because mm-hmm. of Samson's disobedience? Not couldn't like he was unable, but mm-hmm. but because he has given us the ability to be free in our will mm-hmm. that we just you know, still used him, still still delivered through him, but but you just when you picture the the parallels between him and John the Baptist like you're talking about, yeah. it's like what did God want to do mm-hmm. that that he just couldn't? Yeah. And you just see him, and we we do this like you just get closer to sin and get closer, and you play with it, and you like you know he's as as a Nazarite, he's not supposed to eat anything unclean, he's not supposed to drink wine, he's not supposed to um, cut his hair, and then you see him, uh, you know, like rip apart a lion. <laughs> so oh okay. Well, then he eats and honey he right honey out of the out carcass. Of I don't understand that. And then he goes lion. on to have yeah. like a seven day drinking party. And so I mean, mm-hmm. you can imagine he's drinking wine, and uh, it just like it's like how close to the line can I get? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And we we totally do that. We totally do that. Yeah. Oh. All right, you want to talk about? Yeah, about the I feel like we have to because Levi I feel like I feel like people need a little bit of closure. <laughs> so, all right, man, I thought I explained it well enough. But. Well, you did, but I think I mean I don't know. It was a. It's lot. just your favorite. Yeah, um, which is weird, it but is. Yeah. Um, I, you know I think why? Why is it your favorite? Um, because it's messed up. It is. Like the I think because it's up of the super body, twisty. Yeah, part? and I think like it just says a lot. 
Like, I think one, for one thing, like, this is how far gone they've, they've gotten. Like, this is a Levite. Like, he is supposed to be set apart. Um, but here he is with a, with a concubine, even. And then he treats her so badly that she runs away, you know? Like, I think when I first read of this to myself, without, you know, exploring it further, I didn't think he was that bad of a dude. You know, I was like, oh, he avenges her death. And that's not what happens. He's not avenging her. Um, yeah, just um, yeah. for all the young ladies out there that are looking for a man, he's a bad dude. Yeah. Stay away from <laughs> yeah. guys like that. But I, I, mean, I can see oh, he's how no, he's not. in our minds trying to sometimes make the Bible a little more warm and fuzzy, and maybe that's not the right words, but um, I think sometimes we try to see more of the best in people. I don't know, but it definitely, he's a bad dude, bottom line. Um, so yeah, so she runs away. He goes to get her. Um, you know, Matt explained it. He's a guest in that man's house. Um, the townsmen come, they're banging on the door. They are, um, right. Like, like, I mean, how, like, like that him. by itself, like, I mean, yeah. that is straight out of Do you Sodom think they really wanted Gamora. to have sex with him or, well, I, yeah. I mean, it, listen, I well, understand that like sometimes. do it, but more as a form of like humiliation or I don't, no, or do no, you think they I, really just want to have sex with I him? I think this is just depravity at yeah. its finest, right? Like, Hey, that's strange and mm-hmm. we would enjoy it like bring yeah. him out and and let's let's like it's weird mm-hmm. um but but the guy's response is so weird yeah like the he, he's like that's friends weird. friends friends that would dishonor my, me because right. he's under my protection so here have my daughter and his wife instead mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. What? Yeah, what yeah and let's talk about the concubine because like when we got home from church uh, Scott was like, what even is a concubine? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a good question. And so I don't know where so, you are at, but I've like, from what I've learned is they are basically a second class wife mm-hmm. who, um, they have legal rights to like being clothed and fed, but like their husband doesn't have to claim legal rights with their kids unless it suits him because like his first wife is, um, uh, barren or can't, can't have kids. Um, but I mean, they're basically like a sex slave, you know, more, more or less. Yeah. I mean, a a concubine is, you know, if we wanted to dress it up and make it nice, we would say (laughs) a concubine is, um, the girl on the side, right? Like you're married, um, but you've got this, you know, other girl that you're involved Mm -hmm. with and that's wrong yeah and that's the nice way to frame it right right. like like you watch a you know you watch movies where 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 these these men will have you know their families and then they're paying for an apartment um for their mistress to to live in or whatever Mm and it kind of has that feel to it except it's yeah there's no rights there's there's no so she does not is not free to find a husband right she is not free to make decisions for herself because she officially is connected to this man who has made the most minor of commitments to her right um yeah so she basically um is i, I think that's probably a good way to frame it a sex slave mm-hmm. um in that and then he off and i think this is hard for people to wrap their heads around him just offering his virgin yeah, it's, daughter. It's and, terrible. And uh, the Levite's concubine. But like, 
And again, this just because cultural, it's in there does not mean right. God approves. But this was a cultural reality for women. Like women were less than in yep. this. Like men had more value than women. And again, that is not what God wants. But this is how far gone they've gone. And and this was just this was just yeah. reality. For I, them. And I I think that's that's what we get in these stories starting in uh, really starting after Samson as the last judge we really talk about a whole lot in scripture you get to these stories of just progressing weirdness mm-hmm. right and they are they they almost are trying to outdo each other and and really it's just painting a picture what is what does the the author mean probably probably Samuel mean when he says that in those days there was no king and everybody did what was right in their own eyes what is the aftermath of that mm-hmm. well this is what it is mm-hmm. i mean this is people doing what's right in their own eyes yeah. and it's crazy yeah yeah, and then he basically sleeps, gets a good night's sleep yeah. while she's out mm-hmm. being abused and raped all night. Um, yeah, it's just, it's horrific. It is, it's horrific. Yeah, he's not waiting for, he's not, you know, no, like, he's just worried. like, get up, let's go. Like, yeah. He doesn't even, like, is she even dead yet? I mean, yeah. You know, well, I, I noticed that too. I'm like, it yeah. doesn't even say that. It just says she laid yeah. there until it was I light. I mean, we really don't know for sure. I mean, we're mm-hmm. guessing, obviously, yeah. she probably is. But I don't I mean, know, either that reading. or she's so weak and She and died she on the way. I don't yeah. know. I mean, we he but he doesn't check <laughs> to yeah. see. He throws her on his donkey. Yeah. Um, and so then he chops her up, sends her out. And and this was the part where I, originally I was like, oh, he's going to avenge her death and da 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 no, because mm-hmm. then what happens? <laughs> a civil war yeah. that even is more twisted. Yeah, well, and, and it, it wasn't about avenging her death right. as much as avenging his dishonor. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing is whacked. And, and yeah. then and then I love it. Like, like what, what, you know, so they go to war against these people. They have the war. And then they say, like, well, all right, we were so justified in going to kill those people. Mm-hmm. Who didn't help us? right. The Benjamites didn't help us. Okay, so let's make a vow. None of our daughters can ever marry Benjamite young men because they didn't help us. And, you know, they make this vow, and a vow is a really serious thing. Apparently marriage vows aren't, and, and life isn't, but but vows are really <laughs> serious things to them. And then they realize what they've done. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, no, we made this vow that none of our daughters can marry Benjamite young men, and that means the Benjamites will die away, and one of God's tribes, the mm-hmm. chosen tribes, will just cease to exist. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're like, oh, what have we done? And I mean, it's just it's this picture. Like, we do whatever's right in our own eyes, and their solution to that is so ridiculous. They kidnap women. Yeah, women that are going out to dance at a festival. They kidnap women. their women. own business. Yeah. To give to the Benjamite young men. That way we didn't give. And kill we, everybody else. We didn't give our our daughters to them. <laughs> they kidnapped they them, them with off. our permission. Yeah. And like, just think, like, so think, like, put yourself in the minds of these women. They basically just witnessed their entire families being murdered. Mm-hmm. And now they're being dragged away against their will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, and this, the funny thing is they think this is justice. Yeah. This is justice to them. <laughs> well, how does it end? In those days, the, the yeah. last verse in the last mm-hmm. chapter, in those days Israel had yeah. no king and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And how do you think mm-hmm. they're going to treat these wives? Oh. You know what I mean? Like, 
I don't know. Like, my mind just goes there, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's just awful. And, it, yeah, I wish it was a nice, happy ending here. <laughs> but you know what's great? Uh, Honestly? And we're not going to talk about this, David. I don't think it, it, it works in any of the sermons that we're doing because we're looking at signposts, not just narratives. But the next book is Ruth. And, yeah. Ruth, and Ruth happens during the time of the judges. Yep. Um, and so while all of this is going on and it's crazy and people are abandoning God and they're not following him and they're doing what seems right in their own eyes, there are some people that God is called. Yeah, God's still moving. And, and people that yeah. take him seriously, they take his word seriously, and they take following him and keeping him center. Mm-hmm. They do. They take that seriously. And so we see this picture uh, of that mm-hmm. with Ruth and Boaz. and His story and is still going to go forward and yeah. his now, plan. Obviously, yeah. that, that happens during a time of um, a judge. Rest, yeah. When a judge is ruling mm-hmm. the land and people are following the judge. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know... God is doing things in the hearts of people, and yeah. Ruth ends up in in Jesus's family line, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I mean, God is still doing things, even though we're at this dark yeah. period yeah. in in history. So, guys, that was a lot. <laughs> and I've got to feel like we were all over the place. But yeah, we if were. anyone went home on Sunday and kind of looked through, because they were like, "Wait, what?" and or if you're listening today and you're like, "I have so many questions." Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what your questions are. We love to talk about this stuff. Or at least I love to talk about this stuff. Matt does too. I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just, it's it's interesting. Um, but we're happy to yeah to answer questions or as fun, best as we can. There's a fun little series on right now on Judges mm-hmm. that J.D. Greer does. That's a good one. That's very good. Yep. Um, so if, yep. if you've got questions about digging deeper into Judges, mm-hmm. it's not a line-by-line study like the one that right. Malia has been referring to with Jen Wilkin, mm-hmm. but it is, it's very good and it's worth yep. a listen. Yep. Um, so just real quick here, what are... How are we transitioning this Sunday to our next signpost, David? Uh, well, the transition is if you come to the end of Judges, Judges actually says that, you know, it says again that, that they had no king. And, you know, what we see is then the transition into Samuel, who was the last judge. Um, Samuel is the last judge and prophet of, of Israel, and it's through Samuel that the Israelites are like, hey, we want a king so we can be like everybody else. So then this is the establishment of the actual kingdom. You're going to um, get what you ask for. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to transition into that and look at you know the setting up of the kingdom of Israel and kind of how that played out with a few of the different kings. And yes. um, So how far are you going to take us on Sunday? Uh, we'll, I'm going to process through a, a lot of just kind of, again, quick of all the kings. We're not going to look at specifics, oh, okay. but we're going to see okay. that, you know, um, there was some good ones. There were some bad <laughs> ones. Um, but, you know, kind of how it all played out because okay. you got to understand the entirety of it because then when we come to the exile mm-hmm. and, and we move into that kind of stuff. Because that'll the be prophets, the, ne- that's the next signpost. As we talk. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, right. we're going to look yeah. at the kingdom and the kings. So maybe our next podcast we um look at the kings a little yeah, bit yeah i think deeper. so because that's uh, a sure. lot to get through it is and, and i think and some people are asking the question oh, you skipped a lot like i had a, a conversation with somebody yesterday mm-hmm. who's like oh you guys are skipping a lot yes we are yeah um the goal is not to preach through every narrative right um of the old testament We'd be as here for much years as and years and years the goal is for us to give the signpost understanding the story yep 
Um, and so I think as we understand basically the story of the judges and what's mm-hmm. happening, what is God communicating? How does that play yeah. out for us? Same with kings and prophets that are coming up. So uh, we know that we're skipping a lot, and, and that's why this is not the same as a verse-by-verse exegetical walkthrough. We've been talking about, you know— um, the first half of the year next year doing, you know, something that's a little bit more like, hey, we're going to go through a book line by line. Um, This isn't that. So that's why we're skipping a lot. Right. But I think a good thing uh, for us to do while we're going through this series is to be practicing this ourselves Mm -hmm. so that we can recall the the overarching story story of Scripture to others, you know, because that's that's our job. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is good practice, and I think you guys are giving us some really good um, places to land to kind of help help our brains do that. Because I know that's something good. that I kind of struggle with sometimes. So, well, we hope so. Yep. I mean, that's yep. that's the goal. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. Oh my God.